why are we doing this? Why, Ashley? Why? <laughs> why are we doing this? <laughs> this is kind of your brainchild, so this is a good... Oh, yeah. me? Yeah, you were the one that came to me and said, I think we should do a podcast. Was I? I'm Haley. This is Ashley. We are Whole Cluster Conversation. I think it came to be because you were calling me all the time. <laughs> Slash sometimes me, but mostly you (laughs) calling me and asking me questions about ecology stuff. Let's Mm -hmm. just say that. Or just like stuff with the vineyard, which I would be always, I still today, like we were hanging out in your vineyard today. And I was Mm -hmm. like, well, I'm not a vineyard person, so I don't know anything about grapes, (laughs) but I'll tell you this. Um, And so you were asking me stuff about water. Conservation, mm-hmm. biodynamic farming. Yarrow, ma- mallow. I like how you say yarrow. It's different than yarrow. I say it. It's my my Idaho accent. That's what I always say. When <laughs> <laughs> people tell me I can't say things. Um, yes. But the flip side of that coin is you are also calling me and asking me, what is this thing about wine? Why, you know, wh- what what does this mean when I see this on a bottle? Or how do they make pink wine pink? Oh, I think I did ask you that once. <laughs> in the early days. In the early days. <laughs> of wine drinking. I think it was also because I wanted to seem more legit from my wino <laughs> friends. And I knew that you would be nice to me in my, why is this wine red <laughs> question. <laughs> um, and I think that we both have a level of nerdiness about our particular subject matters. Mm-hmm. And that we both strive off of because I completely agree with that. Yeah. Cause I can say words like I can't even think of a smart word right now. You said some in the vineyard. Let's see. Uh well Photosynthesis. you photosynthesis. <laughs> <laughs> you came up with phyloxera, but then we talked about phytoxera. No, phylophora. Phylophora. I don't even I know. I think phytoxera is something too. But I don't know. Phytophora remorum is sudden oak death. Oh. (laughs) (laughs) Which is a water mold. Look at that. Full circle already. Yeah. And that's a wrap. (laughs) Well, and we were talking about like genuses of different plants and like, oh, that's why they look Mm -hmm. similar. And I was noting that I had some mallows of a different variety in my yard. So anyways. And oh. Well, no, I don't want to say that word. <laughs> uh-uh. Pubescent. <laughs> yeah. You, Ashley was showing me the grass. No. Grass? No. No. Your, um, the leaves of the grapes, the younger leaves Uh-oh. were a little bit hairier looking. Yes. And I was asking you about that. So. <laughs> Anyways. <laughs> we really have gotten off topic. So back no. to like. I think it's, yeah, what we're doing, why we're doing this. So really it was the questions that got us started. Mm -hmm. I would say I was calling you, when we planted the vineyard, I was probably calling you at least once a month, if not more, and asking you very specific questions about what you would do as an ecologist to make sure that you weren't messing up something or you weren't, yeah, planting something completely wrong, ruining your soil. Um, Yeah. 
And then whenever I was home, I was going over there and my parents mm-hmm. were like, what are you doing? I'm just going hanging out with Haley again. Going to, I'm going to get some sagebrush for you guys. <laughs> yeah. You never did give I my know. parents sagebrush. I was bummed about that. Um, I was actually thinking about that this morning. <laughs> so our history together is pretty rich. Speaking um, of your parents' house. so Yeah. That's where the magic happened. <laughs> <laughs> Well, yeah, I think I was like three and I made my way across the cornfield. You were two. Two. Okay, two. That seems... Okay. <laughs> I'll believe Denise on that one. <laughs> I made my way across. My, my mom was watching. It was relatively safe. And we've been talking about lots of stuff ever since. I think the story goes that your mom, my mom was like, where did this child come from? <laughs> But I think it actually goes back far. Like, that's where we, like, really, quote, unquote, met. But, like, our family history is even richer than that because (laughs) I grew up with your grandparents as my next-door neighbors. And my parents, let's say, babysat, Mm -hmm. watched over your parents when they were, what, in high school, middle school? My parents were in college Mm -hmm. slash early 20s. So. Sounds right. (laughs) So, yeah, we have... Weird circles of history. Your bachelorette party happened in their base, my grandparents' oh, basement. Let's not talk about that. <laughs> Ashley didn't have a bachelorette party planned, and so yeah, I don't want to talk. We about just that. went and played ping pong in the Robert's so basement. It was so bad. Everything <laughs> was bad. So tell me about what did you have an aha moment with wine when you thought, oh, I want to start learning more about this and drinking more of it, and okay, so. I think for me, so growing up, we were a bit more European in our style. My dad made beer. Mm-hmm. You know, I we responsibly drank much younger, I think, than some people <laughs> did. Because my parents introduced us to alcohol in a very responsible way. But I remember... I think I told you this the other day that my first favorite wine was Sauvignon. No, Cabernet, Cabernet Sauvignon. Sauvignon. And I just liked it because I like saying Sauvignon. <laughs> um, and I think that's like traditional of a lot of people, like starting with like Rieslings or sweeter stuff and then mm-hmm. kind of moving in. Um, my in grandma, your case, you just like saying the grape. Yeah. <laughs> and my grandma was, is kind of a wino. Um, she lives down in the Bay Area. And so that was something, she took me to Italy. So that was something that like, very early, very young, I was able exposed to. Um, and then I think just more recently, I've had um, lots of friends that are in the wine industry, um, in the food industry. And so it's just like a way to connect and just hearing them talk mm-hmm. was a lot of fun. And so, yeah. And then when I was writing my grad thesis, I went and worked with a winemaker one day a week. Mm-hmm. As just kind of a fun thing and a way to learn more about it. So yeah. I don't know that that was really an aha, but there was an evolution <laughs> of wine there. Definitely. Also, fun fact, Haley, <laughs> my capstone paper that I wrote for my senior year of college was the domestication of grapes and olives. Oh, I didn't know that. So I might have to pull that one out and see if. There's any nuggets in there? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) 
uh, if they're anything like my college papers, there's not going to be anything worth reading in there. Yeah. <laughs> you were probably a much better student than I was. No. I think so. Mine, you studied a lot harder. Well, I shouldn't yeah. say that. You studied a lot more intricate subjects. Yeah. But that being said, so there's an element of wine that I'm like, there's a drinking part that a lot of people like, but I get really geeky about like the soil and the mm -hmm. grapes and the yeah. growing. So yeah. if I ever switch my career, I'm going to become a <laughs> We're hiring. vineyardist. You can so come manage our vineyard. Yeah. Move to Boise. <laughs> okay. Anyways, Haley, what about for you? Like, I know you have kind of an evolution of. Yeah, mine was a long, slow. I was kind of, I uh, kept having to hit me over the head for me to finally say, oh, yeah, this is the thing that I like to do, like to learn about, like to drink. Um, but I did have an aha moment. And that would be when I was living in Walla Walla working for Roti Cellars, they, um, there was a guy that came in that um, knew the owner and he took a couple of us out for drinks after the tasting room closed. He's like, I really want you guys to taste this wine. It's so good. It's the most delicious wine I've ever tasted. Oh my gosh, you guys have to have it. And if I remember correctly, I'm pretty sure it was an Italian wine. Um, I do remember it was over $100 a bottle. And I was like, I can't believe this guy, is, he doesn't even know me. And he's sharing this wine with me. And I don't, like, just because I work at this winery. And um, I remember tasting it being like, that is a really nice wine. I really like what we're selling at Roti more. And it's not over $100 a bottle. And I wanted to figure out why I liked that wine more than this wine that was so expensive. Oh, interesting. That's but like what even got point. you to that vineyard or that wine? Were you working, like making wine at that point mm -hmm. or just like, I don't know. Tasting? Well, it was the Great Recession and I was struggling to find a job. And I had gone to Italy mm -hmm. and um, spent some time at a um, sparkling winery and vineyard okay. there after I graduated college. I saved up all this money babysitting and nannying. And uh, went ahead and um, <laughs> went to spend a month there and loved everything about the process. So when I got back, I couldn't find a job, couldn't find a job. I was substitute teaching, kind of oh. making ends meet, oh. moved back in with my parents. Um, and then my mom met this winemaker, Sean Boyd from Roti. And um, she was out at dinner and saw some neighbors and was like, oh, it's good to see you. And they were like, "These are this is our friend, Sean. He's a winemaker. And my mom said, will you please give my daughter a job? Oh, really? <laughs> and okay, he was like. Okay, this is kind of coming back to me now. Yeah. And he was, a, he's, Sean is so nice. And he was like, oh, yeah, sure. Like, tell her to call me. Probably thinking I would never reach out. And I did. I called him and I was like, so I heard that you might be able to help me get a job in the wine industry in Walla Walla. And he was like, oh, yeah, you know, like, if you're serious about this, send me your resume. I'll share it with some people that I know probably are hiring for Harvest. And so he actually helped me get a job at Leonetti Cellars, which is, well, I was interning for Figgins, Leonetti, and Doubleback. They were all okay. under the same, uh, I don't know what to say, not, not the same roof because it was in different locations and stuff, but same winemaking team. I see. And um, so, yeah, I was really lucky with that. But. I had a whole summer, and I said, Sean, can I come work for you before I go work for them in the fall? And he said, okay. <laughs> nice, nice. Yeah. I learned a ton from him. I'm really lucky I had that opportunity. Yeah, yeah. Why did we transition this to a podcast, though? <laughs> the million-dollar mm. question. 
I think you came to me and said, I feel like we're having some really valuable discussions here. I kind of would like to be able to share them with people. Mm-hmm. And I said, I, I am at that point. I was like, I think I said, I'm pregnant. I have a full-time job and I'm trying to launch a wine. December. <laughs> yeah. And I said, I can't even talk about this. I can't even really think about it until December. Yeah. Or I, I think it was even January of 2021. Yeah. And, but then we kept noodling and kicking down, kicking around the ideas and, it was a joke kind of at first, I yeah. think. It was just like, ha, we should record our fun conversations. But then we started to, and we started asking each other other questions and really drilling down on topics, and we liked where it headed. Not to mention Josh told us that there was value in what we were saying. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and honestly, um, I don't know what you did, but I started trying to listen to wine podcasts because it is a nice way to learn. It's an mm-hmm. easy way to pick up information. And I've found out of a couple tens of podcasts, I've found You looked two at tens of podcasts? I think I looked one. at two and then I was like, I, I don't know. Yeah, I felt like the, a lot of the value that people put in their wine podcast was on the drinking of the wine, which that's – everybody should take home that as a homework assignment. Go and drink some wine. Try some new wine. But yeah. – I don't necessarily need to listen to you drinking a bottle of wine by yourself <laughs> and talking about how it tastes and getting a little yeah. more blasé as the conversation yeah. goes. <laughs> so, yeah, the ones that I found value in, we kind of – I took some nuggets out of them and we kept talking. And Yeah, and I think my ecology nerdy ones is where I was like, oh, this would be fun to bring that element in. Mm-hmm. So that people know a little bit more than just the drinking aspect. Yeah. I will say an aha moment that reminded me or like for me about wine was when I went to um, Northeast Italy and Slovenia. And it's all, it's the Dolomites up there and the Julian Alps, which is all limestone. Mm -hmm. And it was the first time that I understand how or understood how people could drink a wine and say, oh, it comes from this region. Like I was always yeah. like, that just seems so weird. <laughs> but there was this taste, which I still don't know how to describe. I think I said it tastes like not sweet cotton candy, which makes no sense. But it's <laughs> <laughs> a texture thing then. I don't I it just it's had this weirdness to it. Um and But every single wine, no matter what grape it was coming from, had that same flavor to it. And I realized I'm tasting the limestone. And so it was really cool to, like, have that aha moment with wine. And I think that was one of those times, too, that I came back to Haley and said, Mm -hmm. oh, my gosh. Okay, let's talk about this. (laughs) Yeah, and let's talk about, like, wine flavors Mm -hmm. and stuff. And Terroir. But with that, I think we aren't the experts on everything. And so I know some people that know a lot of stuff about like tasting wines and other Mm -hmm. stuff. Pollinators. Yeah. I know some people. You know some people. Yeah. And so. Kaya knows some people. (laughs) (laughs) Our sound person (laughs) or whatever we call him. (laughs) Um, Master making us. production. Oh, yeah. <laughs> producer our audio production Ukaya <laughs> is our audio production <laughs> um yeah so I think bringing people in to 
mm-hmm. nerd out with us, learn from oh, yeah. is going to be a vital part of that. One of the things that I tell people about winemaking is um, you kind of just have to fake it till you make it. That's life, Haley. Well, yeah, it's totally (laughs) life. But in that sense, um, you just keep making decisions and trying to move forward. If you make a mistake, it sucks, but you can't just stop. Like you have to then be like, do I? How do I fix the mistake? How do I? And so it's the same with all these like inviting people to come and talk to us and have conversations. That's all part of the learning curve and like making sure you can fake it until you do make it. Yeah. Well, and we're doing that with this podcast a little too. Because I'm an ecologist by trade. I'm a winemaker. So luckily we have amazing people. I'm looking to you, Ukiah, (laughs) (laughs) that will help us out. But we just Mm -hmm. thought these conversations would be good to get out there. And hopefully people will like it. So let us know. (laughs) Next week, we will be interviewing my good friend, Josh Chang. He is a wine and food photographer with Foundry 503 based out of Portland, Oregon. He is, truth be told, my husband's business partner. And I he's one of my first friends that I made in Portland. So I'm really excited to have him on. He is a wealth of knowledge. And honestly, we kind of just said, well, you do wine photography and that's kind of cool. So why don't you talk about that? But he could talk about a breadth of like different topics. And I'm really excited for the interview with him. Thanks again for joining us for another episode of Whole Cluster Conversation. Music provided by Michael Johnson of Grand Falconer. Audio production provided by our friend Ukiah Bogle. Make sure to subscribe to our podcast wherever you like to listen. Ciao.